Alright guys, welcome back to the Bread and Butter Podcast. I'm your host, Brecklin, and I am genuinely just so grateful you're here. Um, I'm excited for today's episode, and I'm ready, as I always am, to talk about being a strong woman, about strong women, and here's why. I feel like, yes, strong women, like being a strong woman, you know, strong independent woman, I feel like it's definitely, you know, a hot topic. Sometimes it's like, I feel like it's actually become a little bit of like a buzzword to the point where I feel like people kind of tune out, but I feel like it was worth a revisit because I feel like all of us, you know, like the majority of my audience are women. So all of us have been kind of taking, I feel like a little bit of a hit, like in life. Um, I feel like, you know, on social media, it's been really kind of contentious and, and stressful. So I just, even for myself, just felt like a good old fashioned, like pump up talk. But as for like a little update on what I've been up to lately, I am having the hottest, sweatiest summer of my entire life. If you missed it, we live in North Carolina now and I would love to say that I've just like gotten over the heat and now I like love it. But the truth is that I comment on the heat to Trenton multiple times a day. I like on routine, I'll like open the front door. It'll be like 8 a.m. and I'll be like, whew. It's going to be a hot one, Trent. Going to be a hot one. Like I'm like this seasoned Southern woman who's lived many summers here. Like when I'm on calls for work or talking to family, they'll be like, oh, how's it going? Like what's new? And I feel like I just can't wait to be like, it's so hot, guys. It's so hot. Okay. Like I, you know what? I have been trying to lean into it though. I got a little wild on TikTok, posted some footage of my sweaty girl walk, which is a real evolution of for me to one post on TikTok. I don't know what it is. Posting on TikTok is like the most intimidating thing for me, even though I know it's like kind of the new, like everyone loves it. It's like less pressure. For some reason, it's high pressure over here for me. But number two, I posted myself walking sweaty in my sweaty bike shorts. So I would say go look at it, but don't. It's okay. Just it's okay. Other than the heat though, I feel like as updates go I'm still drinking smoothies like there's no tomorrow um I've decided to be a swimming girl again so I've been going to the pool in the mornings and swimming which is honestly it's both fun and it's also humbling like you know when you do something that you used to do in high school and you're like okay like this this is not the same but it has been fun I'm back in the old swim cap which is the reason I've decided that you will never see a mirror in sight at lap pools because no one wants to know. No one wants to see what they look like in a swim cap. It's just, it's not a contour positive experience. But the other day I was sharing a lane with kind of an elderly gentleman, which more power to him. I didn't mind at all, but he wasn't even using his legs to kick. And I still had to haul to keep enough ahead of him to maintain like a comfortable distance. And I don't know if I'm getting like more germophobia like post-COVID. Um, not that this is anything to do with germs, but as like in high school, as a high school swimmer, it was it's really common etiquette for the swimmer behind you in your lane to touch your feet if you are going too slow. So, and it was just super normal. That sounds weird, but if you're faster than the person in front of you, you would just touch their feet and pass them. It's like, it's essentially like the swimming version of a blinker, but The point is, I had this realization as I am like swimming my fastest, that if this guy caught up to me, he might touch my foot. And he was the nicest guy. It's not like he was 
dangerous or a predator or something but I realized that like as an adult woman I am not okay with anyone touching my foot ever I don't even want to touch my own foot like even podiatrists out of the question from here on out at this point so just yeah the things I say you guys when I am sitting alone in my office with a mic in front of my face (laughs) moving on moving on another major moment not really we're really just chilling over here, guys. There are not a lot of major moments, but we're trying to get to know the area. We found out there was a Torchy's Tacos. I've never been. It, like, it came highly recommended by most of the internet, so I go to pick up some tacos. We're ready for a taco Friday night, and I get to the counter, and they're like, okay, how many do you want? And I'm like, I froze. I was also super, super hungry, just putting that out there. So I just was like, I, I'll have five let's go with five. We'll go with five. I'm thinking like street tacos. And by the way, they make no facial expressions to indicate to me that like, oh, maybe she's confused. They're just like, great. It'll be out in a moment. So I go to wait. I sit down. I'm looking around. I'm seeing adults trying to finish their two, I would say quite large tacos. So I'm starting to panic. But I I maintained my composure. I just held my head high. I accepted my garbage bag sized of 10 tacos between like me and Trenton marched out the door we go home after being a little bit humiliated by this not because I ended up with a bunch of tacos okay life could be worse they were amazing by the way but more that I ordered like $60 worth of tacos and no one said anything to me I feel like there needs to be a standardized size for tacos worldwide what does taco even mean nowadays taco at this point to me, means nothing but meat and salsa. That's all I can count on. As far as anything else goes, all, all bets are off. All other details of the size of my taco are up to fate, and I hate it. Does it mean a tiny little street taco? Is it a taco on a burrito-sized tortilla? Do I need two? Do I need seven? I just, I just feel like it's a pressing issue I would like the entire world to get on board with sooner than later standardized taco sizing okay moving on between the foot issues and the taco incident besides that and my sweat there really is not much else new (sighs) now that i think i just really need to stop saying that because now that i think about it i also gave benny by far the worst haircut he has ever received in his short life trenton begged me not to to his credit but I didn't really want to pay $60 to have someone else cut it because I had just spent $60 on tacos. So I said, bye, Trent. I dropped him off at school. I went home. I proceeded to give Benny truly the worst haircut he has ever had. And of course, Trenton is sweet and was really nice when I sent him a picture and was like, oh, you're the best. Thanks for giving him a haircut. But this poor boy, he has bald spots. His knees are completely bald. I don't know why. He has punk rock layer worthy, I would say like, bangs all over his body is the only way I can think of to accurately describe it. I I have truly been humbled in my dog grooming abilities. Maybe that should be the real theme of the episode is how humble I've been lately. Actually, how fun would that be as an episode? Like all of the ways that we have been dramatically humbled. Stay tuned. Okay, warp speed of a few other things. In case anyone is wondering, I have talked about my gluten-free baking endeavors, and I'm proud to report, I did make dinner rolls the other night. 
that made me want to weep because they were actually amazing. So Trenton had four, which here's the thing. Gluten-free bread is like its own thing and you just kind of get used to it. It's a different texture. It's, it's just different. But if someone else likes it, that's how you know it's good. So, so pumped about that. If anyone is curious, I used the A Bountiful Harvest recipe for Maddox rolls. Um, and then I halved it because it's just the two of us. And then I used two eggs and I added a half teaspoon of baking powder to kind of help the rise. Um, and then I cooked them in muffin tins so they can kind of keep their shape because it's a very like wet, loose dough. Um, so it kind of bakes up as like a yeasted muffin. If you're not gluten-free, this means nothing to you. But if you are gluten-free, you're probably fist pumping. But anyway, yeah, we just scarf them down with butter. It's quickly becoming like by far my favorite Sunday tradition, which, you know, isn't surprising considering what I chose to name my podcast. Um, but yeah, before we jump in, I would like to just kneel at all of your feet and ask you to please write me a review and leave a rating on the podcast. Writing a review is a little different than leaving a rating where you just tap the stars. It's super, super easy on the Apple podcast app. Just write a simple couple of paragraphs detailing how funny and pretty and interesting I am and submit it. But actually, anything kind that you have to say about the podcast would be very appreciated. I work really hard to get this out every week and getting a kind review means a lot to me. It also helps my podcast grow. So thank you in advance. Um, Before we get into the episode today, I just want to put this out out there kind of before we get in. (sighs) Regardless of your political or ethical stance, it's pretty clear that women all over the world, even in America, are not getting the support or the respect or their very basic needs met. That just, it can't be denied. It's, it's just happening. And that on a basic ethical level is just, it's not right. Um, I don't think it's helpful of me to pretend like I have any of the answers Um, or a perfectly sound political solution, or to use the space to pretend that I have an answer or knowledge. I don't. I don't. Um, But what I do know um, is that I support women with everything in me. I am quickly becoming a fierce supporter of women's health and mental well-being. Um, I say becoming because it's something that I'm just truly starting to learn about. I'm 23 years old, you know, and a woman myself, and I am so extremely grateful for that opportunity that I've had to grow. I feel like it's because, you know, brave women have shared their experiences all over the board. Um, They've advocated for themselves and not settled for being treated as less than in any capacity. And I so appreciate that. Um, So I just would love to put out there that I support mothers in their motherhood and their incredible ability to nurture. I support women in their desire for careers and dreams. I support everyone's safety and physical and emotional well-being and with everything going on lately I want today to be a focus on women being amazing not that political activism isn't important or that calling your senators or exercising your right to vote and all of those things are void because they're not they can contribute to real change I truly believe that and that's a role that I want to be better at stepping into in my personal daily life. I'd love to do an episode about that in the future. But today, I just we're going to be talking about how cool women are. I would love to focus on having each other's backs and not really letting society divide us. And I, as I, I say that, I keep, you know, there's kind of another rant coming on. But I, I'm just going to go ahead and say it. 
Um, there's been a lot, a lot going around on social media lately from Roe v. Wade to other current political issues like gun control. And to be honest, some of the things that I have seen people post were so insensitive that it kind of took my breath away and it made me feel ill. I think that social media has such a power to both educate and to help broaden people's scope of understanding, but only if we let it. And only if we don't just unfollow people who don't exactly align with our worldview. And and so that being said, lately I have just kind of been observing. I haven't posted anything. I just on, you know, on that topic. Or really any political topics. I've just been trying to listen and think. You know, I talked to my close family and Trenton about kind of all of the things going on right now because it's not just one issue. Um, but yeah, I've been thinking about all of these situations. And basically the conclusion that I've come to is that as adults, life is extremely, extremely complicated. And there are just so very few things in life that are ever black and white. And while, you know, I believe that it's your responsibility to take care of yourself and your needs and to know, to even like know your own needs. Um, I feel like it's not within my right or really anyone's right to know what that is for someone else. Um, and if you've stepped into a place where you feel like that's your right to tell someone what they do or do not need um, or what is or is not safe, what they should or should not be comfortable with, um, I, I just feel like it's time to take a step back. And that's something I'm trying to work on myself. Um, You know, if I ever do get in that space, you know, where I feel like it's my right to tell someone about themselves, about their own experiences and what they need on an intimate level, I've gone too far. So those are just some of my thoughts kind of hot off the presses for you. But let's let's get into like I mentioned to talking about about women, about how amazing women are. I asked you guys what you thought about this concept More specifically, I asked you what made you feel like a strong woman, and the answers were amazing. Some of them surprised me, some of them just were inspiring, so I'm excited to get into it. We're just going to jump right in. One of you said that you feel strong when you lift something that someone thinks is too heavy for you. Unfortunately, this is like never the case for me. I know, because I just moved and I was the one walking out of the moving van, like holding the pillows, but I love that this can be a thing obviously, for a lot of you guys. I also have to say that the muscles that I have seen on women in my life are too impressive, not to mention. There are some seriously, like, physically strong beast mode ladies out there, and I aspire to be more like you. I also love that I feel like in women's fitness lately, there's starting to be a really strong, like, you know, strong, not small mentality going on, and I love that. I remember when I was in high school, I naturally have just built muscle on my legs. Um, And I was a swimmer and someone said like, oh, your legs are huge. And I was like, crap, you know. But now I'll be walking and I'll be like, Trent, look at my calf. Look at it. Look how big it is. No, no, no. Like move, move. So you can see my calf from a better angle. So I love, I love all of you women out there lifting things that people think you can't lift. Keep going and send me all of your tips. Um, I will say though, I... I think I did like 10 push-ups in a row the other day, which was big news for me. So, okay, next. Someone said that they feel strong when they know that their people are taken care of. Oh, I loved this one. I feel like there's been a lot of like coverage of, you know, talking about the difference between like divine feminine and divine masculine and like feminine strengths. And I feel like one thing that I've struggled with sometimes are these kind of like combative feelings where I feel like, 
I personally like really love to nourish and to comfort. I love to be cooking and like being in the kitchen with people that I love or like a TV show on while I cook. It truly is my happy place. I love to take care of people in that way. You know, I love art and creating and gardening. I love, you know, planning Trenton and I's menus for the week. I cook most nights. Um, I dote on our dog so much. It's ridiculous. Like, so what I'm saying is I have this side of me that's very like, you know, like feminine and soft and nurturing and that I love to take care of my people. But I also have this side of me that's very like, make it happen. I'm in charge. Like I'm in control. You know, I have, you know, a business minded side. I can be driven and competitive and independent. And I just, I think sometimes there's a little bit of a stigma, truly, I think in the most immature version of feminism that says that to be a strong woman, you have to do things like a man rather than how you're naturally inclined. However, however that may be, to prove that you can. Like, it's almost like you feel the need to exhibit masculine strength instead of leaning into your own personal feminine strength. Anyway, sometimes I feel a little anxious about kind of those two sides of me, or I struggle to bring those two sides of myself into alignment in like a healthy way. So this honestly was a perfect reminder to me that it's definitely okay and beautiful that I have the ability and that I love to care for the people around me because that really is one of the things that, you know, brings me the most joy and that it's not weakness in any way. Um, One of you guys wrote in. On the same note, you guys really were just nailing it. Being an empowered woman means that you get the choice. No woman should be put down because their choice is different than the stereotypical empowered woman we think of now. It doesn't matter if the woman is a stay-at-home mom or head CEO of a business as long as she was the one that chose that life. Just because someone can look oppressed from the outside doesn't mean they are. There is the possibility for oppression and empowerment in every path of life. You guys, how awesome was that? I loved that mic drop. I just, she said it so well. Strong women, they do what they want because they want to and that's where it ends. Okay, next. Someone said that they feel like a strong woman when they do something ordinarily outside of the traditional roles that they've accepted from society. I loved this one because I they mentioned the roles that they've accepted from society. I was watching a documentary about Rita Moreno like a few months ago because of course I was. I was still in my West Side Story mania era and she was talking about how early in her career she accepted a lot of roles that were popular for a woman of her ethnicity. She was often like really highly sexualized and dumbed down. She was always this kind of innocent, empty-headed island girl that just kind of hung all over the main male character. And she said that it was often, you know, as I can imagine, really degrading to play these kind of characters. Um, And then after she played Anita in West Side Story, she realized that she could play a part that inspired her It made her proud of who she was. And she said that after that, she just like stopped accepting roles that she didn't want to play. If she felt like it wasn't a woman that she wanted to portray, she would just decline the role. So in the sense of the roles that we can or cannot accept, add that to the list of things that we can all learn from Queen Rita Moreno. Stop accepting roles that you don't want to play. Just decline them. You don't have to read the script. You don't have to wear the costume. You can just turn it down. Um, someone said that they really admire women that they know who have traveled alone to a new country. I truly cannot imagine this. I have so much to learn from women who have been this brave. I just, this takes like serious, serious nerves of steel. And I think about 
I think the thing that impresses me so much about this is that I imagine how I would feel like the terror, truly like the terror I would feel. And then I realized that, you know, most women are so much like me and they would feel the same terror. But they, they get it done. Like they make it happen. They adapt. They get creative. And they just they have so much grit. So I love that. Um, someone says that a strong woman acts out of her own personal integrity and not compliance or defiance. This one kind of stopped me in my tracks for a second. I feel like the word defiance would previously probably have kind of triggered me, be like, oh, you know, women shouldn't be defiant. But here's here's what I think they they are meaning and how I took it. I think there have definitely been times when I feel the compulsive need to kind of push back on something just because I want to be like, even if it's something I would normally be fine with because I feel insecure that there might be a power imbalance between me. And even though I'm all for, you know, power balances, if, if that's how you would say it, and not, you know, tolerating someone someone's attempt to dominate you, um, I, I do, I, I have noticed in myself sometimes that I'll push back really hard, sometimes like unnecessarily, you know, and then there have also been times when I've done something out of compliance to like keep from rocking the boat. I did a poll on Instagram. It was like, how many times have you apologized, even when you know you're not wrong, just to keep the peace or to keep from rocking the boat? And like all of us, all of us was like, yep, definitely done that. So I think I think true maturity and like coming into your own sense of self as a woman, um, which I love that I'm talking about this like I'm an expert. I'm 23 years old. But I, as far as I've come so far, I feel like it's about understanding this principle and being like, you know what? Like, I'm good. I am in control of my life. I'm in control of myself. I don't have to do anything except what I feel compelled to do. You know, that's in line with my own values, like regardless of outside input. I'll just do what feels good and like that's it. I love that. So thank you. Um, okay. And then I, we're keeping this brief today, guys, but I thought I would end with what makes me feel like a strong woman. And the conclusion that I came to is that I feel like a strong woman when I hype other women up. That sounds fake, I know, but like pumping my sisters up, my girlfriends up, giving pep talks, like that is truly what makes me feel just so good. I end up hyping myself up. I end up hyping them up. I just, the other thing that makes me feel strong and just good is when I realized that I pushed through like discomfort and that I paid off. So starting the podcast was like that for me. Starting new jobs is often like that for me. It feels like big discomfort and then I'm okay. And that just, that makes me feel so good. Um, so thank you guys. That was fun. I just, I needed it. I feel like we all needed it. Now that we've gotten a little bit pumped up, let's just please take care of each other. Let's be generous with our time with each other, with our empathy, with our forgiveness, with our praise. I was listening to a podcast and she was talking about like the gift that generosity is. And I think sometimes that I withhold my own generosity from people, especially like in ways that, you know, I withhold my own generosity for people for like, I don't even know what reason. Because being generous and building someone up takes nothing from me. And it just feels amazing. I think there's a lot of messaging like, you know, like keep your energy for yourself. Keep, you know, like protect your time. And yes, like I, I think boundaries are important and, you know, never giving more than you have or feeling compelled to, you know, be a people pleaser. But on the opposite side, I feel like it can be just so fun. Like, 
It really is. I feel like it's one of the most empowering things we can do is to choose to be generous. So that's kind of been my word of focus for a while for this topic and just for my life. So whenever possible, I'm going to try to be generous. Um, I just, I feel like we gain nothing by, by keeping ourselves all to ourselves. We're mostly spending all of our money on gas anyway. So I feel like we can be generous in all of the other ways. Um, with that being said, I so appreciate you guys being generous with your time and energy and supporting this podcast. It just means so much to me. We have some really, truly, really, really exciting episodes coming on. So thank you for sticking around. I cannot wait to introduce you to some of our upcoming guests. We really do have some big, exciting things coming. So until then, I will see you next week. Bye. Bye.